eventually one of you guys need to make a commercial for me. You look like a greasy Donald Trumpian. Shit. Oh, look. Oh my god, dude. Eat my ass, bro. Kinda sucks. Eat my ass! Eat my ass! <laughs> <laughs> Chipsy imposter, dude. I saw him vent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that was him eating my ass and pretend. You might have legit hurt his feelings. You're aggressive. I'm sorry. No, dude, don't apologize to us. You apologize to Chip. Fix that shit. Nah. Anyway. You better not piss in here, bro. Be colorful. There you go. Dude, it's a less murderous. That's your studio, Ronnie. You're supposed to be switching me out, bro. I'll switch out with you once you show me any goddamn personal respect, you motherfucker. Okay. Juggalos and juggalettes of the interweb. Stop what you're doing. You are now entering the planet paradox zone. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are joined by the spectacle known as Gilgamesh. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you just said. I just watched fucking Art Planet with the walruses jumping off again, and I was trying to imitate one of those fucks as they fell off of the cliff. Were you watching Walrus Suicide to get in the mood? I didn't realize that they were actually behaviorally driven to kill themselves because they hear the ocean and their vision is horrible. That's why they're doing it. They're jumping off the cliff because they're like, oh, the ocean's right here. They think it's like a short jump into the water. And they fucking fall off a fucking cliff because <laughs> their vision is horrible. They just see the ocean in the distance. And they're like, oh, it's right there. So they jump off the cliff and they fucking fall to their deaths. It's brutal. I was like, I don't feel bad for these things. They think that the void is the ocean. Wow, that's pretty dark. Why did they climb so high? We are also joined today by the lovable, yet for some fucking reason, aggressive tonight, Ryan Lyon. What's up, Ryan, you fuckface? <laughs> hey, bro. I'm not going to be aggressive. You came into this chat pretty goddamn aggressive, if you ask me. And I love it, but I, I wonder why. A little hot. I love you, Brian. I'm just kidding, dude. Eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. He flipped it. You're turning into a big city guy now. Yeah, yeah. He's like Mad Men or whatever the fuck. He's like, um, who's it? Leonardo DiCaprio in that fucking uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. And for our listeners, um, I am actually video chatting with my co-host. Ronnie Lyon is currently in his studio, which is a bathroom. <laughs> and he is drenched in sweat. His forehead's all <laughs> veiny. Is it hot in there, bro? And you're all hairy. Bro. What's going on? Don't judge me. I'll turn the AC up. Dude, look at you, bro. You're hairier than a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a hairy fuck face. I look fucking great. That's a bullshit lie because I'm getting haircuts. Look at your hair, dude. I'm getting haircuts more often than not right now. Your haircut does not look good right now, dude. You look like you got like a like makeshift fro going on. You, see. you look like Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Mojo Jojo looking ass over here. 
You look like Rafiki's ass. No, I look fucking great, dude. Fuck you. I'm even wearing your piece. I'm even wearing your piece. You look like Hillary Clinton's cunt, bro. Oh. It's a little political right now, and I'm not vibing. Okay. So, first and foremost, as usual, I always say this. We have so much to talk about today. But the thing that I feel like we absolutely have to start off with today is your Vegas vacation. Definitely. Obviously, none of you want a hot pink Lamborghini or hit the jackpot because you're both still fucks right now. You know what I mean? Tell me, first impressions, what was it like when you got to Vegas? Pretty gay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hated it, dude. It's like balls. Did you guys really think it was gay? No. no. It was hotter than shit, bro. It was <laughs> yes. Like 102 degrees when we got there. And um, we got to our resort, which is called the... What the fuck is it called? The Luxor. The Stratosphere? <laughs> the Luxor. We were so, inside of a giant pyramid beaming light into outer space. Yeah. It's the Egyptian beam. Oh, I know which one that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where we stayed. It's kind of at the lower end of the strip, I guess. But um, no, it was a cool spot, man. And um, well, honestly, on the trip there, I kind of had like a little overload. On the plane ride, I kind of like lost my shit a little bit. Dude. Like you drank too much or what? Basically fainted. It's because I, I only got like two hours of sleep the night before. And then I woke up in the morning and ate like two edibles that Tim gave me. And... Um, then I smoked a dab. And Did then, you eat any food? No food. So, and then I, I went and hopped on to the fucking airplane. <laughs> and we were listening to our one of our episodes of the podcast. We were actually. literally listening to, like, episode 11 of the Planet Paradox pod pod. Yeah, and we were probably halfway through. We were having a good ass time. And then I just woke up. <laughs> and I was like, I, like, woke up and I was like, oh, I, guess I must have drifted off for a second. I must have fallen asleep. Yeah, he was like so casual. He was like, "What's what's going on, bro? Why are you tripping? Like, you seem nervous." I was like, "What are you talking about, dude?" You were sitting in the passenger seat when you did it, like you were. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. So Ryan, you tell your perspective fully, and then I'll tell mine. So pretty much, yeah. Like, um, we were listening to the podcast, and then I like woke up, and I thought I fell asleep for a second, but apparently, I, um, that I had like a like minor seizure, basically. What the fuck? He said that I was like kind of like convulsing, basically, and um, was he foaming at the mouth? Nah, nothing like that. But it was like a short moment, and then I like came snap back out of it. Basically, were you in turbulence? And I don't know, dude. I think we we're just mid-flight. What the so, fuck? Yeah. So pretty much, like, it was just like a short moment, though. Like, I like woke up and panicking, and he was like, "Holy shit, dude, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I feel like I'm fine." And he was like, "Well, you don't seem fine." And, he, and I was, he like told me what happened, and I was just like kind of surprised. I was like, "Really?" I was like, "I felt like I just fell asleep for a second. It was weird." So, yeah, and after that, like, I was kind of, like, thirsty as fuck. Like, my throat was, like, all dry. And I kept on, like, trying to drink some water. And he was, like, basically like, staring me down the whole time, like, panicked. He was, like, worried about me. You're like, what so, the fuck are you looking at, dude? Yeah, yeah. He, like, he thought I was tripping. Like, I don't think he even fully believed me that he actually had, like, a seizure convulsion. Were you trying to steal his face again? Maybe, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you should have ate some cheese curds because when we flew together, you ate some cheese curds and you were okay. You were fine. No, yeah, but it was, I think it was a, a mixture of things. I'd gotten really drunk the night before, only got like two hours of sleep, and then ate a bunch of edibles and smoked weed before I went without eating breakfast. 
I feel like it was like a combination of factors that had me feeling some type of way. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. You had this little episode on the plane, right? Right. So it was like an instant transportation for you because you just convulsed all the way there? No, it was not that. This is an hour and, an hour and a half flight, dude. He didn't convulse uh, the, the whole, whole time. time. I would have definitely called for paramedic if it was an hour and a half long of convulsions. Okay. Um, no, it was probably, I don't know. How, how long do you think? Maybe a couple minutes? I think it's a good time for me to just give my side of the perspective. Okay, so that's the end of it then, Ronnie? Well, no, yeah, basically, I started like okay. I, tr- I tried to nap the rest of the way there, but I kept on like waking up and seeing t- just staring me down, and I was like getting weirded out. Um, Censor that part, me. Okay, go ahead. You said it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna reveal my book in a minute, and my name's all over that bitch. So. Uh oh. Gilga fuck face. This episode, I'm Tim. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm dropping a book, bitch. We'll talk Yo, about that later. Okay. That's something that we're going to look forward to later, later on in the show. So stick around if you want to hear that. It's great. Our boy is dropping a book. Anyway, so Ronnie Poo, you, you convulsed on a plane. You got to Vegas. It was hot as fuck. Gilgamesh, can you go ahead and tell us what happened from your perspective from the beginning? Happy to. I just want to make sure Ryan doesn't have any more details you want to add, like maybe your perspective. Did you see anything during that time? Did you trip out at all? Did you have a weird dream? No, like I said, it just felt like I fell asleep for a second. I, like, dozed really? Like, so it yeah. wasn't traumatic or stressful for you? No, not at all. Peaceful? I had no memory of it happening. That was so traumatic and stressful for me. I woke up and I felt like I just fell asleep for a second. I was like, oh shit, I must have just dozed off because I was so exhausted. And then you like filled me in on what happened and I was like surprised. And I was trying to convince you that I'm fine because I was like, I feel fine right now. I don't feel like anything is wrong. So I'll tell you from my perspective. Me and you were both in a good mood. We were excited for Vegas. We get to the airport. We're like both joking around and fucking, right. you know, like we both get through security quickly and easily. We meet up at the gate. And I remember uh, being before we were getting on the plane and we started to listen to the podcast. That's when we first started it, right? Yeah, yeah. We started the podcast. Paradox had finished editing like episode 11. And so we were just chilling in the airport, listening to episode 11 with shared headphones. It was a good vibe. Like we were just chilling. Everything was nice and calm. We were both just laughing at, you know, laughing at the bits and shit. Get on the airplane, no problem. Me and Ryan are both just uh, chilling. We get the podcast started back up, you know, once we're seated. Ryan seems like he's kind of sleepy, and I'm like, you know what, man? If you're if you're tired, I can just uh, I'll listen to the podcast on my own, or you can listen to it on your own, you know. He's no, no, I want to listen to it with you, man. So he was like trying to force himself to stay awake and uh, listen to the pod pod with me on the plane. I was like, man, it seems like you're pretty tired. He didn't tell me at this point that he only had two hours of sleep. If he had told me that, I would have been like, no, you're fucking, you need to go to sleep. So you were up drinking, right? Yeah. I also started drinking in the morning too, because I, I like to drink on fly days. So I made sure and had some beers in the morning before I went to the airport. But Ronnie Pooh only had two hours of sleep because he was up drinking? Yeah, I was pretty, I'm pretty sure I was just hanging out with some friends the night before. You went that hard? Yeah. Ryan basically partied into Vegas. And you're not using meth, right? Dude, I wish. <laughs> right? You're like, none of this would have happened if I was on meth. We would have won the jackpot, probably. I would have just stayed up for 72 hours and been fine. And by the way, the jackpot is more meth. 
this is 20 year old behavior here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm 26. I'm an old bitch already. Come on. You're in your 20s. I'm not as old as you, fuck faces. But... Yeah, we won't do that shit anymore. We've learned our lesson. We've like, fuck that. I like to like get a decent night's sleep. I don't want to be a goddamn ogre in the morning. I've heard stories about both of you. So I mean... Yeah, you're right. Dude, I was Shrek. I've went the hardest in my life in Las Vegas. And that's a little side story I can get into as well if you'd like to hear. We should definitely. I'll get down to the nitty gritty. So um, when, when me and Ryan were on the airplane, everything seemed chill at first. We were listening to the podcast for maybe like 20 minutes. This is an hour and a half flight. So we were like 20 minutes into it. We're like a third of the way through the flight. Out of nowhere, Ryan just does a fucking plank maneuver. Diagonal in a seat. His legs, his arms, everything goes full diff mode he becomes a goddamn plank he tr- it's like he's trying to plank like he's trying to do a meme almost i'm like what the fuck are you doing idiot and i look at him and his eyes they're rolling back in his head like this they're like he full-on fucking white outs his eyeballs are white it's the back of his fucking eyeballs that i'm seeing covered in veins and he is just fucking convulsing for like a whole minute and a half a minute and a half it was like a 60 second plus period of convulsions. He was just like, Oh my God. Did no one else notice it at all? Dude, people in the seats around us, I feel like they were ignoring us on purpose. I feel like they were just purposefully acting like they didn't see what happened. That's surprising. I have training from the Navy. I was a hospital corpsman. I know how to recuperate someone who is losing their shit under drugs or whatever. Yeah. And the way you can tell if someone's responsive or not, you put your middle knuckle forward and you put it on the center of their chest because the nerve endings on the center of the chest are very sensitive. And you grind your knuckle into that bone in the center of their chest as hard as you can because it hurts like a bitch. And anyone who is conscious will react to that. If they are non-responsive and you drag your knuckle deeply into the center of their chest and they don't respond to that, then they are fucking in trouble. They need help. Now, if you do that to anybody who is drunk, they will wake up in a heartbeat and slap you in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do that to somebody who's just sleeping, they will slap you in your goddamn face. You know, you don't you don't get to do this knuckle puncture maneuver on someone's chest and they respond. They will respond if they're conscious at all, if they're a sentient being. I dragged my knuckle into Ryan's chest as fucking hard as I could, and I fucking rubbed as hard as I could trying to wake him up. I was grinding my knuckle into his chest. He was in his airplane seat doing a plank maneuver, and I'm like, Ryan, Ryan, please. And I was dragging my knuckle into his chest, and he wasn't responding. He was just like, oh, my God. And then his eyes roll back down. He just looks at me, and he's just chill as fuck. He's like, hey, brother. What's wrong? Oh, my God. I'm like... Dude, you just fucking... So to Ryan, it was nothing. Yeah, he was so calm. He didn't seem like he was nervous. He was. He actually looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, what are you tripping on, dude? Like, Do you remember how you felt like towards that situation, Ryan? Did you feel like all tingly or did you feel a certain way extra weak? I don't think so. I felt like I was exhausted in general that day. And I guess I just had a seizure. I don't know. So that makes me wonder, like, who knows if you had some before? Because you, you didn't even notice anything different. You know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah. What if you've done it before and it just felt like you fell yeah, asleep? Just like you fell asleep. I wonder what could be the cause of that. The altitude? I, I think it's unlikely. Like, I've known people with, like, epilepsy and stuff. And... But you've gone to some heavy-ass fucking EDM shows, dude. Yeah. With all those no. infinite thousands of lasers and shit? No, yeah. 
It's like a regularly occurring thing for me. It's more yeah. like a random type of thing. Oh, it's like every once in a while something might trigger me. But... You know, something that I feel like could happen to anybody because we are creatures of electricity. That was a very unique situation. No, I've, I've known a lot of people with like having seizures and stuff too, as well. So like, it, it definitely happens to everyone. Like sometimes you just get mentally overloaded. I don't think it was even a seizure, to be honest, because your muscles were not spasming and your body wasn't really convulsing that much. You were just stiff. And I think that what that is is more like a panic attack or like a mental like shutdown or something. Because I've seen seizures. I've seen a lot of seizures. And it didn't look like a classical seizure at okay, all. Well, that's good to so hear. that's that's why I think it's probably nothing. It's probably like a panic attack because you were underslept and undernourished and you were drinking with me and you're eating edibles. <laughs> wasn't feeling panicked at all i'll say that much but dude he was so chill and calm like he seemed so comfortable like he wasn't nervous at all and so was he speaking in a dead latin language (laughs) no he was so normal possession maybe no was satan involved he was so chill and normal that i was like i I had no reason to be nervous after he had talked to me felt like almost because he was just like normal and chill but still, I was just the whole time he took a nap. I just watched to make sure he was still breathing normal, and I and that was all. I'll tell you, I'll say this much. Um, we don't need to spend too much time on this though, because like yeah, you're right. We can move along. When we went to Vegas, I was fine. We went and partied harder, harder than everybody else. You you went hard and and you were fucking fine. Yeah. Ronnie rent the hardest. Actually, you were one of the few who didn't lose your head totally. <laughs> I didn't lose my shit at all. Tim was puking his brains out one night. I lost my shit. Blacked out one night, like lots of shit. We need to go over all this. So let's start from the beginning. Stilts. So everybody lost their shit, and you went the hardest, Ronnie. Everyone except Ryan. Basically, that's tight. So we get to Vegas, and I'm still tired, and um, we're like, okay, so we're here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to the room. Let's take a nap until or until Stilson, Stilson, the boy, get here. So we went. We passed out. We just took a nap. Tried to get me some recovery time. It was probably like a three-hour, four-hour nap, and then um. Nice. Stilts and his boy get there, and we are feeling right. I was feeling good when we woke up, and I was like, let's go get it. So um, we went and met up with them, and uh, we started out with some Tito's and cranberry sauce. In the hotel room? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We made some little homemade uh, cranberry spritzers. Cranberry sauce? Ryan, don't slam too hard on that shit, man. You're already faded. Mm Mm-hmm. Ryan's over here slamming a bottle of vodka, by the way. So this is going to be a fun one. Okay, um, so you guys stayed at the Luxor, right? Yep. So, so... <laughs> we did the exact same thing. <laughs> All right. So what did you guys think of the Luxor? Yeah, you think it was a nice hotel to stay in? No. I'll say this much. It seems like it's a little bit outdated. Yeah. Um, it's like wow. um, we went down a couple hallways, but that are like attachments between the two like towers. Uh huh. Very weird. Very sketchy, like peeling um <coughs> wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, peeling wallpaper and like um just like stinky, musty vibes and like the the stairwells were super sketchy. It felt like we were in like Silent Hill or some bullshit. <laughs> really? Someone wrote yeah. end on one of the walls, and I think we sent that photo to you. Yeah, it was probably on the snap. Was it quiet over there? No. Yeah, for the most part. Okay. Before we go all the way into your stories, let me tell you, there is an asterisk next to your trip, right? Pandemic. The Vegas that you guys went to, I'm sure it's great, but it's not the full package. I don't know really how to explain it. Without a pandemic going on, litty lit lit. Was there a shit ton of people out there? 
I don't know. It, it felt lighter than I thought it would have been. You know what I mean? But I think it was perfect for me because I was like, fuck all that. I don't like the heavy real version of it. So you like the light traffic? Yeah, because you know what? There was no fucking line for anything. There was no line to get into anywhere. Everything was just open. It was easy to walk everywhere. There was plenty of space. There was just a couple guys tripping balls and maybe a couple actually fully healthy people using mobility scooters. (laughs) I was like, what's up with that? How was the homeless community of Vegas compared to Portland? How's the homeless community? Yes. I feel like it's a lot less. They don't have nearly as many homeless. At the same time, it's probably because it's like blazing balls hot over there right now. They probably all like hibernated to Portland. (laughs) That and they're never bored and there's always shit going on. So they're like, damn, I'm homeless in Vegas. This ain't that bad. Shoe nice is here, you know? Kind of. I don't know, man. We, We really didn't see that many homeless. Probably like three of them. That's good. Maybe they uh, they burned to death, honestly. It's really hot out there, as you said. And it's a really dry heat, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, I really find it pretty comfortable, though. I do, too. You get used to it, and all the bugs are dead. Then what? <laughs> After you guys have your little cranberry sauce things. I don't know. The first day, we pretty much like went to the stratosphere, and um, Stilts brought some of those uh, kittens with him. Really? So we um, got a little vibe going with that. How was that vibe? It was mellow, bro. It was not what um, we expected, honestly. It was like um, a little bit more chill. It was like maybe like the more like not that crazy version. Okay. So um, it got us like going mentally. Like we didn't have some really good conversations at night and stuff. But um, it wasn't like unlike that whole like put you out on your ass type vibe, you know? Like falling back to that song Flashing Lights by Kanye. No shutter vision, so to speak. No shutter vision. That's a good way to put it. Shutter vision. I like that. Did you coin that or is, is that a thing? Anyway. I feel like I've heard it before. I think Ryan just, I mean, that's the first I've heard it. Fun fact. You guys seen that mock New York bridge in front of New York, New York, right? Yeah. We didn't go to New York, New York, actually. Ryan. What, dude? No, we didn't go there. Why the fuck did you guys not go to New York, New York? Because we went everywhere else. But that's like part of everything else. Like it's combined with it all. You know why we didn't go, dude? It looked like a weird fake set of buildings. No, that, that place seemed dope to me, man. I don't know about you. <laughs> it sounds like Gilgamesh is the one that didn't want to go and convinced you all. He is the suspect or uh, the imposter. Oh, man. He's very sus, bro. All right, so l- l- let me give a recap real quick while uh, Gilgamesh runs over there. Killed, right? <laughs> like saw it on camp. You guys flew over there. You had a little episode. We don't know what it was. You could have been possessed. Anything could have happened. You land. You go to an outdated Luxor with a pyramid that shoots light into space. And you can continue on with your story. Okay, so first day we went to the stratosphere. That's the first thing we did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gonzo and Mikael. Censor that if you need to. Censor his name? I think so, maybe. But, anyways, we went up to the top, and Gonzo and him are too pussy to fucking go on the rides with us. Let's call him Jordan, dude. They're a little bit scared. You were too pussy, Gilgamesh? Yeah, fuck that. I'm not gonna ride those stupid. You were on a boat, dude, in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, well, the boat isn't like dangling over the edge of a precipice, you know what I mean? Especially if you're with them kittens, boy. Yeah, so we did a bump right before we got on. Yeah. 
And it was a ride where you like um, fall off the edge, but um, it stops right before you did that one. Yeah, and it like stops you at the last second and then pulls you back up. You rode that, Ronnie. They were in yeah, the front seat. It. You and who? Me and um, Stilts. Oh my god! It was so fun to watch them. They were like terrified the first time, but the second and third, they looked kind of chill. I told him, I was like, dude, this is the time when it doesn't work right. I was like, we're about to fall to our death right now. <laughs> oh my god! You told him that. Yeah. What so, did he um, say? He just screeched like a beast. Oh. <laughs> I can't do the screech like you guys. That's a pig squeal. Believe in yourself, dude. So, I have a feeling, Ronnie, that you would have been okay if it did break and you fell to your death. You would have been okay with it. I mean, I wouldn't be mad, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. You have more balls than me and Gilgamesh. That's for sure. That's not my kind of fun. It was fun. Yeah, I think I would bungee jump rather than that. Fuck that. I don't know. Bungee jumping is anyway. Wow. Did you guys go to the bar at the top of the uh, stratosphere? Kind of. Um, there's supposedly like a really nice restaurant up there, but you have to have reservations. Really? But um, the bar where you get to sit wherever you want is like above that reservation area. And it's like a way doper little area. And it's like, okay, well, um, we went and ended up doing that. So we had to just wait in line and then um, take an elevator to the top. And um, we got to see, like, beautiful views of all of Vegas. We got to see all the way out to the fucking horizon. So um, it was cool. We got some appetizers and some drinks and then just kind of vibe. That was one of the more cool spots that we just caked it and relaxed for a minute, huh? Yeah, totally. Um, it was a nice little chill vibe, bro, for sure. Very low-key. So, Gilgamesh, how were the fear and loathing vibes? I got to say, they peaked in our room on night number two, I think, whenever I was puking my fucking guts out and feeling pretty cosmic. Like, I'll neither confirm nor deny what I consumed during this trip, but I will say that I was feeling pretty spiritual on, on different levels. Oh. I actually put a bunch of chunks in the sink and it became an issue. Wow. And that was the most fear and loathing vibe that I think went on. <laughs> I remember this one time when I was in Vegas. We were in New York, New York, or something. One of the mm. many casinos on the main strip. And it was me, my buddy C-Dub, and our homie Stay Fly. And we were big chilling. They both live over there, and I was visiting. I decided to take two glaciers of K in each nostril, bro. I said, fuck it. We're in Vegas. Let's hit this and let's walk the entire strip. Let's get our steps in, right? And as soon as we hit it, the first thing I see and the last thing I see is I look down the catwalk. And I don't know what it was. It must have been some specific event. A wall of elderly white people coming towards me. They were not all white, but they were elderly people just coming. Were they linked arms? Were they trying to like chain gang your bitch ass? They weren't linked arms, but it looked like it was surreal. It was like a wall. Like, you know how whenever uh, Mufasa falls down into that area where he gets killed? With the wildebeest stomp With the wildebeest, and you see them just coming (laughs) in the horizon? That's how it looked like with elderly people. (laughs) I just smashed two glaciers. 
and I'm looking at them and I look at my friends and they look at me and, and I'm, you know, we're just having that moment. Like, is this happening? And then it happens. I start to hear the uh, white noise from the kizzle just. And then I'm fucked off. Crazy out of the world experience. I wake up on the uh, side of New York, New York, next to that damn bridge, throwing my guts up. You were King Kong. And just sitting there and having to sit in the corners. And my friends are just standing back looking at me like, God damn, look at him. It was pretty bad. But the good thing about Vegas is I just looked like I was a drunk son of a bitch. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Me and Ryan were talking like for one split second. I think we were at like the Fremont experience where there's a bunch of people with their limbs missing and shit like flopping around on the floor. Freaks. Like total fucking Vegas regulars. And we're like, you know what? Nobody here knows what anybody else is on. Like. You could be out of your fucking mind on, like, anything right now. And you would just blend in. Anything. And they usually are. I always say no matter how fucked up I am in Vegas, there's always someone else more fucked up than me. But that's true anywhere, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's true anywhere. But yeah, it is. not doing sketchy drugs, even though what I, we are, you know, whatever. It's more disproportionate in Vegas. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll say, I, I still feel like we should have spent more time at the Fremont experience. The second You're time right. we went there, we did the same exact thing. That's like the beating heart of real Vegas still holding on. Fear and loathing. I remember seeing this one guy that was like a contortionist. And he's like folding himself up and like rolling around. But he was also a tweaker. Is he? <laughs> he's the one who put himself through a tennis racket. Yeah, he had a tennis racket in his hand. He was like partying, and then he'd like start folding himself up and like crawl through the shit. But he definitely had the driest lips I ever seen. Was this dude on Ripley's Believe It or Not? Maybe. <laughs> we we also seen guys who were teethless who were doing front flips and back flips. Did you see the D's nuts guy? No. We did, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, the Donald Trump flip down. No, no, no. That was a different thing. We seen the D's nuts guy. He was walking on the strip. Yeah. My buddy, my buddy, commented that. He's like, that's a fucking guy. He's like, that's a fucking D's nuts guy. And the other homies were like, oh shit, like that's totally him. Did you get him to say it? Nah, he was just walking. I wonder how much he ch- he charges for a D's nuts. Probably quite a lot. Like maybe like two hundred, two hundred or something. Just a hit of drugs or like fifteen dollars, two hundred dollars? Hell no! Way more than you would think. Two hundred dollars to say these nuts? That's a motherfucking crackhead who went viral. At least a hundred, bro. Okay, this ain't cameo, Ronnie Pooh. It's basically like cameo. <laughs> well, we got in such a. <laughs> we also seen like people with no teeth doing those front flips stuff. <laughs> it's funny to me that. There's people out there in Vegas who are just out there bending into the shape of a wheel and rolling for dollars. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You're like a dancing monkey or something. I mean, to be fair, there are a lot of cool acts, like people who are really, really good at playing bongos on buckets and shit. Or like people who break dance. There's a lot of shit going on. Was there a lot of street entertainers when you were there? A fair amount, yeah. There's those guys we mentioned. And then, like Tim said, there's this one girl who had no bottom torso. It was just arms and, like, upper torso. What was she doing? She was, like, doing interpretive dance, like, crawling around on the floor and, like, flipping around and stuff. There was, like, one elderly, like, Trump-supported couple, like, um, recording her. And that was the only people that were paying attention. And we walked by, and I was like, damn, that kind of makes me sad a little bit. Was she doing some amazing stuff? Kind of, just kind of flailing around on the ground. <laughs> oh God my damn. God. 
You know what? I'll tell you what it was. It was interpretive dance, right? That's what she was trying to do. Okay. Okay. And and so she was playing like, you know, what was that Avril Lavigne one? It's like, hey, you, I don't met your boyfriend. You, uh, maybe we should be friends. <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing. No, no, no. It's the one where Skater she's girl? Like singing. No, no, no. Or know. it might be Avril Lavigne. I don't know. But it's like, take. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Let me guess. You shazammed it and added it to our playlist. Kill me. But uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. So real quick, what was the weirdest act you guys saw? Definitely that girl with no limbs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It kind of stole the show. Yeah. We didn't see another guy like auctioning himself out for dates. We seen the GI hose. It was like a bunch of buff military guys that were like picking up girls with their muscles. Oh man, that's lame. I thought they were bad bitches. Nah. No, there, it was two guys who were honestly very impressively buff and they will take photos holding girls up. I was very disappointed that we didn't see any nipples while we were in Vegas besides mad nips. Yeah, not a single public nipple. Not a single nipple. Huh. That's kind of odd. Dude, I've seen public nipples in Portland. Everyone I talked to was like, that's a surprise. I've seen a nipple over there. Anyway. um, (laughs) You nasty bitch, dude. Can I tell you real quick about the weirdest thing I saw in Vegas? The weirdest act? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear your best. This one time we're in Vegas, and it was for Surprise EDC. Every time EDC happens, the entire city is infested with ravers. So you'll already see a bunch of people dressed wild, dressed crazy, women with just pasties. EDC outfits, yeah. Wearing their bracelets, holding hands, doing like slow motion shit. You know what I mean? Like best friend shit that you see on those commercials by Insomniac. They're everywhere. And then all the other people who don't know what's going on, all the old people are like, what's going on? Why is everyone dressed like this? (laughs) Listen here, you dumb old bitch. It's EDC. Get with it. Tiesto is still a thing. You might be into his music. Anyway, EDC is three straight days of raging from (laughs) seven p.m. to 7. What's going on? Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. Um, EDC is three straight days of raging from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., right? Damn. Ronnie's getting so fucking lit right now. Dude, he's going to become a behemoth at the end of this pot. I'm going to go drink some of that so he doesn't drink it all by himself. Yeah, go drink some of that. No, but tell us about EDC. Okay, yeah. EDC week in Vegas is three straight days. Well, it's a week of just straight partying. But when EDC is happening, it's three days of all parties all the time. You know, you have EDC all night, pool parties during the day, all over the place. There's DJs at every single residency. Silent discos and shit. Everything. One of the nights got canceled due to high winds. (laughs) Why? High winds. What? <laughs> <laughs> you fuck face piece of shit. Dude, what high winds is not hardly good. Bro, options. it was insane out there. <laughs> don't touch me on the scene. I can't do it. Tim's pissing in my fucking studio right now. That's just rude. I'm going to hold on for my story for this guy to piss. No, no. Hey. I'm peeing at a weird angle because I'm tilt- using my fingers to tilt my wee I can see his mushroom head. I can see your peanut. You can see my mushroom too, dude. Hey, cabron. I got some Cheetos. 
Dude, it's weird when you watch your nephew's pussy, fucking creepy uncle. I'm all like focusing, licking my lips. What's going on with me? <laughs> I said he's focusing and licking his lips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, damn, you guys are lit. Okay. Back at it. Okay, as I was saying before, you had to whip your dick out. One of the nights at EDC got canceled, right? Ooh, that's a nice fucking painting, dude. That's really nice. Super gay. Ryan hates it. You made that from just your imagination? No, dude, I honestly had help. Oh. I, I used it based off a model. You're like, I paid my friend to paint it for me. I actually copied someone else's art, so it's a copy, but it's well done. That's just what TikTok is. The weirdest thing I saw in Vegas was in this little dark corner. I shit you not, it was a dark corner on the strip, right? Like if you took a wrong turn, there's music playing, and it was in the shadows, and it was a windy night. And you get closer, and it's like a really shitty radio, and there's like a little box, and it's like a radio, but it has wheels on it. And then there's handlebars that go up it. And sitting on the radio on the handlebars is this little deformed Indian woman, right? Yeah. And she's sitting there and she's like a torso. And she has like little legs that are like, it's like her feet are just on the bottom of her torso. Like, that's it. It's weird. And she had little tiny like baby arms. And I shit you not, in one of her arms, she had a little microphone. And the speaker that was playing was like playing like a generic turn down for what instrumental music. <laughs> she was singing turn down for what? I shit you not. She was just like turn down for what do you did it? And it's like a shitty like <laughs> cartoonish sounding beat. It's not the actual beat. And we were fucked off out of our minds. <laughs> Rolling, Kate out. EDC, ears, ro- you know what I mean? Your ears buzzing. You're at the biggest music festival of your life. So much shit's going on. And you <laughs> see this in a dark corner in Vegas. It was surreal. It was unbelievable. As soon as we got Turned like out of her hearing what? distance, I, looked, I go over to my friends. I'm like, did you guys fucking see that? And my buddy says, what in God's name was that? We stayed away from that corner the entire trip after that. Because it was like a deformed little lady just turning down. Turning up for what? It was so unbelievable, so incomprehensible. Why is this little deformed person, God bless their soul and everything, but why is it sitting on this little contraption playing this offbeat song of Turn Down for What? It was so many questions. So many questions that never went answered. In fact, they say that she's still there to this day, pandemic or not. But that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in Vegas. Did you guys get bamboozled by any scammers? No. I did. Really? What happened with you? Just $25, but can I still go into the story? Actually, uh, me and almost got bamboozled by some guy who was trying to sell a mixtape. Really? Tell me about it. Um, nothing too much to talk about. Pretty much he came up to us and he's like, yo, dude, check out my new music. And he handed out some CDs and we both grabbed one. Me and just kept walking. Yeah. We're like, nope. As soon as he handed it to us, we were like, tight, we'll listen to it, bro. And he was just like, you can't you throw anything back for the homies, some support? And I was just like, uh, I was like, I only got like $3 on me, bro. And he's like, anything will help. 
And I was just like, uh, I was like, nah, I'm good. And I handed it back. Here's your CD. <laughs> I handed it back to him. And I was just like, nah. And he's like, that's fucked up, dog. He's like pissed. But um, we were we were like, sorry, man. We thought you were giving it just free. Like, if you're, if you're like a new guy trying to show out your music, then just hand it out for free at first. And he was kind of salty about it, but he basically just uh, moved on after that. But Okay. New artists can't have a big ego about putting their shit out there cheap or free, you know? You have to do a lot of things free nowadays. If you're gonna, if you're just starting out, don't. That's part of the process, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got scammed once because we were on the strip, and it was one of those nights where I was adding to my Las Vegas Pokemon collection. Have I guys told you about that? No. no. So when you were out there, did you see a bunch of little Mexicans handing out like escort stripper cards? All no. Really. That was distinctively absent from this trip. I got an escort card at Taco Bell Cantina. I found it. In yeah, the... but you found it though, right? Yeah, I found it on the countertop. That's about it. Well, that has to be a result of COVID nineteen, or as I like to call it, the China virus. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, the kung flu, so to speak. <laughs> the kung flu. Normally, while you're out there and it's full of people, there's a bunch of little Mexicans scattered throughout the strip. And their whole task is to get these little Pokemon cards of escorts that you can get in Vegas. And they slap them together and they make like a slapping sound. And while you're walking by, they just try to pass them to you. Like kind of hand them to you sketchy like a drug, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just doing that to everyone and see who takes it. I collect them and I take them all. And then I like to see, like build up a collection of escort cards. And I got some pretty rare ones. <laughs> I have a, a holographic Shaniqua. What? Yeah. And I'll, I could get you guys some. In fact, I accidentally, or not accidentally. Dude, you're collecting ultra rares over here. You're collecting like one of ultra rares. One of tens or something. A lot of them are dead right now to this day. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, because yeah, Vegas is a crazy place. The dead of COVID or what? Abuse. Oh, strangulation. Drug abuse, strangulation, yeah. murder. <laughs> Most of those only last three to five years. Yeah, and a lot of them are not as good as they look, apparently. Dude, the Vegas sex card trading card industry must be booming. It's more rare than the Wizards of the Coast. Especially now that they're not out there because of the pandy. But um, me and my crew, we were out there doing that, right? Collecting cards. Um, we were dressed like Ash and Misty and Brock and everything. But anyway, uh, and then some guy, he's on the strip, and it's this thug-ass black dude, right? And he looks, he looks tough, you know what I mean? Looks like he, he knows how to have a good time, whatever. Like, he knows where all the bitches are. You know what I mean, Ronnie? No, not at all. I'm like a thug-ass dude, but I was walking by. He's like, yo, man. He's like, you like P. Diddy? And he's talking to a guy who is a Biggie Smalls Ultra fan. And P. Diddy kind of put him on. Yes, of course, P. Diddy kind of did him dirty as well, you know. Not really, but he kind of, that's another whole other story. But he's like, hey, you like P. Diddy? And I was like, I love P. Diddy. He's like, yo, he's throwing an event at Oak tonight. Oak, a hyper-exclusive VIP club in Las Vegas. Peons usually don't get into this motherfucking shit, right? And this guy was like, I got two tickets right here for you and your, your friend, right? And I was like, I'll take them. 25 buck a ruse. What? Yeah. For both? A ticket. Did these work? We, we buy these tickets, and I'm going to insert a Peter Jackson or a Jordan Peterson laugh right here. <laughs> because I said buck a rose, buck a ruse or whatever. 
So we got these tickets, and it was that night, and it was later. So I was like, all right, yo, let's go get some drinks. You know what I mean? It wasn't just me and somebody else. Oh, wait. Yeah, it was. It was just me and somebody else. They're going to remain unnamed. <laughs> and oh. it came time to party. We go to Oak. We're lit. We're ready to party with P. Diddy, Ronnie Gilgamesh. The person who helped put Biggie Smalls on the map was partying at Oak, and I had a ticket. I walk up to VIP, and I show them it, and they're like, you can't use this motherfucking ticket here. <laughs> what? I got bamboozled. Oh, my gosh. I got sold fake fucking tickets to see P. Diddy. Well, yeah, they're pretty cheap, though. Yeah, that was the first giveaway. It was $25, right? See, I walk right past people that say, hey, man. And usually I do, but for some reason, these guys were charismatic. They reminded me of Rough Riders, my favorite rap group as a child. I'm disappointed in you. I think if you get bamboozled, then you're less of a man. Well, you know what? Fuck you, because it was one accident, <laughs> and it hasn't happened since, okay? Well, I say... Uh, I have been hacked before trying to get Microsoft points. You're a stupid bitch, and you deserve every <laughs> bit of that. <laughs> Whoa. Ryan over here frowning at me. Is that the alcohol, or is that what no, I'm saying? No, he's not frowning, dude. His no. universe is collapsing. Do you see the shape of that frown? That frown is heavily shaped. It looked painful. Like, you're painfully frowning right now. No, dude, he's numb. What if my story is making you frown like that, fuckface? I'm very unhappy that you're so retarded. Mm. Fall for that. This was years ago, fuck nuts, okay? This isn't just, didn't just happen last year or so. Are you saying you're no spring chicken? I'm no spring chicken. In fact, I have another story. <laughs> Dude, we could go into so many stories of how many times I've fucked up. I'm human. What do you want from me? You guys want this perfectionism you seek on Instagram. I see your filters, Gilgamesh. Your skin isn't that nice. Oh, shit. So you're finally calling me out. Ronnie Pooh, you're way sweatier in real life than you are in your pictures. Dude, I see the warp lines in outer space when you make your thighs look thicker on your photos, Paradox. I've seen your Instagram. <laughs> Damn, I'm a sexy bitch. <laughs> you make your thighs all busted. <laughs> you can see the tile all warped and, and the <laughs> hand railing all like that. Dude, why don't you go get some triple XL t-shirts, you fucking hip-hop faggot? Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Fatality. Ran went deep on you. Dude, you used to wear, like, triple XLs when you wear actual extra small, you fucking up. Yeah. You know what's really cool about those shirts? When it was really cold, I could always go and sit on the heater and make a little ball. I make a little tent with my shirt. I remember, dude, you'd get inside of there. It was like a teepee, man. And inside my little shirt, I was just vigorously jacking off, just feverishly. No, you were dreaming of. Uh... Is that why Shadow was trying to bite your balls? <laughs> Silent Hill Three. You bought me that game. Yeah. Right. I gave it to Silent Hill. Wait. Oh, you gave it to me. You you had it. And you just gave it to me. It's for your birthday, yeah. Dude, I fucking loved that game. I played it all the way through after playing 2. It was so good. I was a little hurt that it was like a used store box. You know what I mean? It wasn't like the actual case for it. It was like a used box. <laughs> You're too young to comprehend that. <laughs> I was like that guy that you tried to buy food for and he wanted a steak burrito. Yeah, he's like... I don't think I really want a bean burrito. <laughs> He's like, will you buy me something, dude, from Taco Bell? And I was like, yeah, I'll get you something. Let me get an extra large grilled stuff burrito steak at Nacho oh. Cheese. Okay. <laughs> like, speaking, of, you, speaking of Taco Bell, tell me 
about your trip to the cantina, starting with you, Gilgamesh. Tell me how that went. I have to say, the first thing I thought upon approaching the out exterior of the Taco Bell was like beautiful coloring. It looks like a Baja Blast if it was a room. Yes. You know what I mean? The bubbles. Yeah, so you walk in and there's just a whole wall of bubbles, colors. It's a rainbow of fucking Baja Blast flavors on the walls. And you see cherry, lemon, lime, fucking strawberry, baby. You see that grape. You see that classic Baja Blast tube. You see all these colors just on the wall. Tubes. 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 It's like Willy Wonka's factory, but for pop. Yeah, exactly. And inside of Willy Wonka's factory, instead of Oompa Loompas, you have... Three chicks who are shit fucking faced working behind the counter. Honestly, Ooh. all the employees of this Taco Bell were fucked up. I'll let Ryan tell his version. Yeah, we got there and um to me it seemed like a standard ass Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> He's like everyone fucked up. Oh, this is normal. <laughs> and every Taco Bell I've ever worked at, we got fucked up. <laughs> Oh I just gave God. this descriptive ass introduction. You're like, it seems like a Taco Bell. You fucking, you're a home <laughs> killer, You are a critic, dude. No, he's right. Um, above above the soda machine, there's like all these colorful fountains of different colors, and there's like Baja Blast. And we had barely crossed the sky bridge from like what's the what's the resort where they had the fountain show, bro? Bellagio, baby. The Mirage. No, no. The Bellagio. Oh, Bellagio, you fuck. Dude. Big ups. Big ups Big to Ryan Myers. <laughs> Didn't I give you a fatter pendant than that? Yeah, but I, I'm a minimal guy. Some, you know what I mean? I told you, Ryan. Some people want that lightweights, man. Well, that's why I gave him that as a gift first. Because I gave him the option. I like the other one, too, but I don't have a chain to match it exactly. That's the thing. No, that's fine. I appreciate you um, rocking that either way. Absolutely. All the time. Uh, the guy at Snappy Tomato complimented it the other day. He walks up and he's like, hey, bro. Can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I'm here to pick up a, a pizza for... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send you that. I'm going to send Is you that. Is it his name? <laughs> <laughs> he looks at my, my chest. He's like, hey, bro, I really like your rapping. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. And he was like... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah? Yeah, I was like, yeah. And I was like, can you give me my fucking pizza so I can leave now? And then he said, yeah. Dude, he was just mind blown, dude. I should have gave him your links and shit, but I didn't. I just left with the pizza. Failed. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. As a matter of fact, let's plug that right now. Ryan Lion, where can I purchase a Ryan Lion original? I'd say the best way to reach me is on my Facebook or Instagram. You look up uh, Ryan Lyon, which is spelled retardedly in some people's eyes. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's R-Y-N-L-I-O-N, Ryan Lyon, without the A. It's on the title of this podcast. Ryan. Ryan. R-Y-N. Do you have anything else to plug? All I got to plug is my butt. <laughs> Ryan does wear a fox cell. Butt plug. My plug's going to be bigger, so I'm going to save that shit for later. Okay, so we're going to hold off his plug. You can find me, of course, on Twitter at Doxy underscore Troxy. I really should have had the same name across the board. Fuck it, whatever. But most importantly, you can email us stuff here at this podcast at planetparadoxpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, I know it's a mouthful, but Planet Paradox was taken. What do you want me to do? So, yeah, those are my plugs. 
Let's finish up Vegas before we get into your mega plug, Gilgamesh. How about that? Sure. I will say Vegas was a wonderful time for all of us, but truly some of the highlights of it for me was we did an escape room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about you, Ryan, but I, I went into it kind of like, I'm not going to fucking like this. This is fucking stupid. You know, <laughs> like I, I went into it very sourpuss like, to be honest with you. I was excited about it. I wish I went into it as excited as everyone else was. But I'll tell you what, as soon as I accidentally handcuffed my wrist way too fucking hard to a radiator, I was urgent. I was like, let's get the fuck out of this fucking thing. So that instantly, like, put me into the game. I instantly just became a character in this game, and and it was quite fun. Wow. And Escape Room... Even if you're a sourpuss, try that shit out because it will it's really fun. It's like a live action video game. I will say big ups to DJ Jericho, because we get to see my buddy. Oh, I love to meet again. You saw over there? He's a hyper rare. It was him and his wife, bro. What was it like? They're both sweethearts. So, um they they met us at dinner the night before and um there's a lot of excitement to add from that. Like my brother's um boyfriend he like came to me and he was like, Yo, I'm trying to propose on this trip and he like showed me the ring and like it shook me <sighs> while we're while we're at dinner. I was just like, Holy shit So he comes up and told you that or you and Gilgamesh? Ryan's the first person that he told anything. Just me, yeah. It was me. Um he came up to me and because I was about to go to the restroom and he was like, I'll go with you. And, he, and that's the reason he wanted to tell me what's going on. He's like, I already talked to your parents, and I wanted, to, I got their approval, I got their blessing, basically. It's interesting to me that's that he waited to hear. until you talked to him first to talk to me. Which is amazing. Yeah, the fact that my father gave the blessing during that is shocking. Like, cause he, that's revolutionary. I gotta tell everyone, our dad was homophobic. Yeah, he's got a very old school mentality. He almost disowned my brother when he found out that he was gay. Yeah. To think that he's evolved so much to be willing. Inspirational growth. Yeah, he he evolved so much to be willing to accept that and also be very proud and excited for his son to find someone who he deeply connects with. Our dad loves honestly. He's he's met so fucking respectful he's so nice he's he, he's the dope you can censor his name here we don't want to yeah. put everyone's business on black yeah, yeah 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 but basically he came to me at dinner and it was like the fanciest dinner that we ate the whole time we were in vegas what restaurant kakamichi or something <laughs> what's it called momo fuku Momofuku is a famous restaurant ran by chef david chang who i personally consider <gasps> to be the He's the progenitor to Anthony Bourdain himself. Anthony Bourdain loved David Chang. He started with taco trucks, right? Or burrito trucks or something. Kogi tacos, exactly. So, yeah. Yes, Korean tacos. I've heard of him. You ate there? We ate at David Chang's Momofuku, and it was insane. It was magnificent. They waited on us hand and foot. Like, they came to us and, like... They treated us like gods. They gave us, like, all the attention. Like, they, like... Destroyed. What did you guys eat? The game changer was the duck. We got this fried duck that was so good, and um, they had, like, deep-fried duck bones, which doesn't sound that good, but the fucking meat on it and Ooh, everything was, like, fuck. so flavorful, bro. It was so fucking good. So they, they cut off all the duck wings, bones, legs, etc., and roasted them and seasoned them, and so you get these salty-ass, crispy, delicious duck limbs. And they, they serve them in these little buckets, like little mini fancy KFC buckets. And then on the center, you get these roast duck breasts with crispy skin. And when you look at these, they look like rare steak almost. It looks like pink in the center. 
but on the edge is this crispy, buttery, almost pork belly-like fat strip, which Ooh. is crispy duck fat, seasoned with Chinese five spice. And the steak itself of the duck is like delicious ribeye steak, buttery, fatty, like meat. Yeah, but so duck um, meat seems like beef almost. Yeah, man, but it was so good. We got that, and plus we got like random other stuff. We got like pork belly bow buns and like yeah. We went all out there. A fish dish. Very fancy. It was super We fancy. ordered a huge, beautiful fish, and we just tore chunks out of that fucker's face. Wow. I'm going there next time I'm in Vegas for sure. You just completely sold it. Well, I will warn you, dude. It's pretty fucking expensive, man. What was your tab? Because I have an insane tab. I wonder if you beat ours. I don't think we beat yours. I don't think we beat yours. Oh. Something like $700, right? That's close to it, yep. Okay, big baller. No, what's yours? Me? $700? What the fuck do you think I'm eating? Gold? No, what was yours? You said you, you had a big one. What was it? We had a party of seven, so keep that in mind. Oh, it was me. It was uh, my girl. It was Derek. It was Derek's girlfriend. It was my buddy Ryan Z. And it was our buddy Chip. Chip the Ripper. It's only six. We were at a restaurant. It was for EDC, a different EDC. It's crazy. I've been to Vegas so many times just for EDC. Anyway, we were over there and we decided to eat some fancy, um, I don't know, um, I don't know if it's Brazilian or Chinese food, right? And we go and it's That's very, um, very rageful. Yes. Uh, insane art all over the walls, right? Like fucking juxtapose style art. Hip, wild, psychedelic. And this guy's just constantly bringing us food. And he's asking us what kind of sake we want. We're telling him we want this. We're telling him we want that. Everything, right? We get our tab, 357 something dollars. Oh, okay. And we were mind-boggled because we're all just, you know, young adults just trying to have a good fucking time in Vegas. We're all balling on a budget. We all scrounged up money for EDC. Tickets alone are like $250. Yeah. You know, the hotel room, everything. It bitch slapped us with like a summer sausage in a face (laughs) okay needless to say we sobered up a little bit do you think it was worth it it was worth it that's what i walked away with after the experience at momofuku at david chang's restaurant was that we all had a magical evening in a beautiful setting there's gorgeous art on the walls the waiters and waitresses treated us like royalty we ate delicious food and had delicious mixed drinks like everything was perfect so do I think that it was overpriced? Fuck yeah, dude. That was way fucking expensive for what we got out of it. And especially for the fact that they split our party, dude. We were a group of seven. If you're a group of six, you're fine. You can all sit at the same table. If you're a group of seven, they have to split you into two groups. They don't care what. That's bullshit. But you cannot sit in a group of seven. You have to sit in a group of six or less. Who was the black sheep? So Ryan sat with and with his wife. Which it worked, oh, it worked out, right. which was nice. Worked so out. they could. He, he's a little uncomfortable in group, so it was probably actually for his favor. To be honest, I think he probably enjoyed that because he got to just chill with Riney and his wife and and get comfortable. That's amazing to hear. So it kind of worked out. It was kind of us just like really catching up on our old times together and stuff. And it's crazy because like DJ Jericho has not changed one bit. He's totally what you would imagine. That's awesome. That's amazing to hear because I wouldn't change him for the world. He's such a good guy, and he's like a fucking blessing to have in my life. I'm, gl- I'm grateful to still be yeah. connected with him. 
He's definitely the definition of someone who started out as a fucking caterpillar and turned into a butterfly because he's he's very impressive as a person. Same as our homie Mark Adams working on impressive art now. He's like a scientist and I'm I'm so proud of him for fucking chasing his dreams. Epic dubs across the board and I'm I love to hear it. I love as well. It's good when your homies are on track. That's all. Yeah. It's beautiful to just see our friends doing good. Let me go get some water real quick. Uh, sorry, I thought I muted myself first. Ryan, would you ever buy a boat? No. What if I got you a cheap one? Maybe. That was nice and solid, but cheap. Maybe so. Would you take a single hull? Uh, they're less balanced, but they're cheaper. Nah, you need a catamaran too. Ryan, just imagine the Senna catamaran and RV fleet, and we sell charter adventures to families, and we're all just the driver. Imagine, we could do this as a business, like a family business. Fuck that business. Dude, Ryan, you could take people on a ride through the Rocky Mountains and teach them the basics of wire wrapping along the way. So at every stop, you teach them, this is how you do a spiral component. This is how you do a setting. Not called spiral component. This is how you do a snorkel the butthole. <laughs> it's a specific wire wrap setting. I never accept that. You have to put the gem in with your tongue. Y'all will never understand. <laughs> that's that's the most deep wire wrap techniques involved tongue work. <laughs> The greatest masters use their tongues to set gems in the deepest of channels. <laughs> do, you, do you even know what a channel is? No. Honestly, I know that wire wrapping is like a honorable... It's like blacksmithing, like armor and shit. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and we're going to stop the episode right now. and We're going to come back with a part two later on. So, gentlemen... At least for this episode. Any last words? I just want to say that was a who. Ronnie? I would say, um, lick my nuts, lick my nuts, lick my, lick my, lick my nuts. <laughs> oh, disrespectful. it now while yeah, we're we'll... fucking around. Yeah, Ryan, you'll love it. Anyway, don't.